All right. Assalamu alaikum, family. It's your brother Ben X, and welcome to the Economics Show on Brother Ben X podcast. And of course, this is the Economics Show. Um, I'll be uh, joined by my brother Jake whenever he gets in here. He's handling a little business right now. But we're going to be talking about the stock market. We're going to be talking about uh, ways to make money. And we want to take your questions as well. Uh, we want you guys to call in, <clears throat> which will I'll put on the screen towards the end of the show. I'll put that in the little thing, call in now too. We're going to talk about a little... Um, we're going to be talking about the stock market crash, a little bit about people have been talking about, man, I need to get in the stock market because the coronavirus and Donald Trump been talking about this. This is the perfect time to get into the stock market. So I hit up my brother, Jake. I said, well, man, we need to tell them about this product that we have that allows you to get in the stock market without taking a risk. We know that it's a risk to do these, uh, to do that, you know, with the stock market, especially if you don't know what you're doing. But what if we was able to show you a way that you could get in and when the stock market rises, your income or your money rises, but if the stock market falls, it doesn't fall, it stays the same. So now you're getting into it without taking the risk. And I've been seeing people make these videos and make these posts um, over and over again. So I thought that'd be the perfect way uh, or the perfect show for today on the God Economics podcast with me and my brother Jake. Uh, another thing I want you guys to do while while we're waiting waiting on him to come in, text ABS class to five 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 eight eight eight. Text ABS class, all one word, to five 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 eight eight eight. And I'm going to send you guys a link to sign up for our financial uh, institute. Uh, we have what you call the absinstitute.com. We have several courses for you guys, several classes, even free master classes for you guys to really tune into. One of the major hot ones is how to own your own bank. So Brother Jake and the team breaks down how you literally can own your own bank, get access to tax-free withdrawals and he helps you um, str uh, strategically put you on a plan to become debt free because the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan as we know some uh, that debt is slavery even the bible talks about um, the borrower will always be a slave to the lender so he has a course called I am the lender huh? I am the lender master class and um, a lot of people have taken that class and got a lot of value out of it. So uh, as we wait on Brother Jake to tune in, if you guys have a quick question before we get started. And again, just to give you guys a little context, this show is usually about uh, finances, mindset. Uh, mindset is very important. Strategies is very important because it's the mindset and the strategies um, that gives you the finances that you're looking for. So finally, he joins us on the show. Um, told him, already got everything set up. I did set up your mic. See how he's saying? See how unappreciative he is? Could tell me I didn't set up the mic. The mic all right here waiting on him. We got 90 some people in here ready for you, man. We just in here. 
See, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Five minutes late. Listen, you want me to give up on the people? We had somebody come by our real office. Okay. And stop by at our real office. All right. So now we're getting ready, y'all. Huh? I was just speaking on this topic. Point blank, you were just speaking about what topic? Can we hear you? Come on, turn. What topic, huh? So today we're going to be talking about um, the stock market, how they can get into the stock market. Um, And I kind of told them, spilled a little bit of the beans, how they can get into the stock market and their income grows if the stock market grows. And if the stock market crashes or fails or goes down, it stays the same. But Brother Jake is going to be able to... uh, talk about that. So I told them about the I am the lender masterclass. So as y'all can see on the screen, it says text ABS class to 555-888. But for those who have been tuning in to our show, can you give them a little, uh, we got 165 people tuned in. Can you give them a little bit more information about the I am the lender masterclass? The I am the lender masterclass. You're not going to use that? No. What you need? Okay. The I am the lender masterclass is uh, a financial education masterclass that teaches you how to become the lender. And uh, remember, we give biblical solutions to financial problems. And uh, what we want, we want control from Pharaoh. And I call uh, uh, the banks Pharaoh. So in I Am The Lender Masterclass, we teach you how to become the banker. We teach you how to become your own lending source. And it doesn't matter about you having $20 million or $100,000. We can teach you how to become the lender using any type of resources as long as you have a consistent job or consistent income. And in that class, we teach you how to separate from traditional conventional wisdom. We teach you how to separate from traditional thinking of you needing funding or you needing lending from the bank because the banking uh, uh, the banking system has created a, a dependency uh, uh, um, system to where we think that we need them in order to survive. And so that's what that class is, is our financial class is 17 full lessons. I mean, I'm going in on them too, right? Like an hour, hour 30, uh, two hour lessons, each lesson re-educating you on money so that you can learn how to become the banker and stop being the consumer and stop being taken advantage of in the marketplace that we live in. So before we uh, get into uh, the service, I want to share with you guys. We we had church of the mosque. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the service, man. The damn the 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 policy. <laughs> okay, so let's go into uh what I've been seeing all over the internet. So as y'all can see on my screen, it says the money uh you can make money in a stock market crash. So a lot of people have been talking about brother Ben. Man, I think this is the perfect time for us to get into the, the, the stock market, man. The coronavirus, Donald Trump. Oh, they making the stock market go down. This is the perfect time to get in. And Brother Jake talks about getting in without taking that risk. But let me show you the video from these brothers who I think do a great job at uh, being consistent about promoting uh, economics on the podcast, by the way. Check this out. Favorite subject in school because, like I said, that's the best way to kind of know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Even going back to the plague, like that killed millions, millions of people, millions, 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 and ruined the world economy. It's it still bounced back. Like viruses, plagues, diseases, it's been going back since the beginning of time, right? And it's affected economies since the beginning of time as well. 
But for some reason, people have short-term memories and they always think like what's happening now is the worst thing ever. We live in that, that that's the environment we live in, right? Everything is immediate. Like what's happening now, that's all we can see. Or And also we have, a, we have a situation where we feel like everything that's happening to us is more important. Mm. So it's like, all right, this is happening now. It's affecting me right now. So this is different. Right. No, it's really not different. It's just the other things might not have affected you. Yeah, you can also make money short in stocks as well, mm-hmm. um, which is highly risky so we're not telling anybody <laughs> to do that but 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 if you educate yourself and you understand how to short stocks i mean it's common sense to say okay what stocks probably would be, be down right in this situation so consumer spending stocks are down obviously yeah. i mean all stocks are down yeah. but that's gonna be something that's gonna be how yeah we talked about you mentioned nike we mentioned apple yeah yeah it's apple um travel absolutely Travel yeah. airlines, yeah. and they're changing their projections too, because it's like, yo, we projected to do this for 2020. They're looking at their first quarter, like, yo, we're not gonna make it. Yeah, you know I mean? so everybody has to adjust their figures for the year based on the first two months of the year. Yep, airlines, um, hotels, hospitality, yeah, the entertainment industry. I know they were shooting um, Mission Impossible in Italy. They're like, yo, we got the virus got there, so they're like, yo, we gotta shut down production. Like, people don't like you're not thinking of that, right? Like. China specifically, right? The number two entertainment capital of the world, really. And when it comes to movies and movie going, they've lost huge. Nobody's going outside. They can't make money off the movies anymore, right? They actually were, this year was going to be the first year they were projected to pass the United States as far as gross income from the entertainment industry. There's no way they're going to make it now. They just lost two months of the year. You know what I'm saying? So like when you think about the world as being flat and think about how one thing can affect the entire world, these are the instances we're talking about. Yeah. Some industries that might potentially, once again, it's all about educated guests, right? Yeah. That could potentially benefit medical fields probably will benefit. Yeah, right? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this is, <laughs> you're going to have to go to the doctor and you're going to have to get prescription medication exactly. and virus, all of that stuff. So they'll probably see a spike in, especially like I said, who comes out with the actual cure for this thing. Right. Cause it's going to come out eventually. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like I said, but understand when you're shorting a stock. We we talked about that. We're gonna have an episode on shorting stocks too, but it's not for somebody that's not experienced. Strictly for live, man. But but <laughs> but that's important to understand. I wanted to, I wanted to prove that point too, is that even when the stock market is crashing, you could potentially still make money yeah. in, a, in a down market. Right. You can make money in up market, make money in down market. Somebody's always gonna make money. Somebody's gonna make money for yeah. sure. So there you have it. So brother Jake, what I want you to do is um, I want you to talk about what the stock market actually is because there's somebody out there who probably don't even know what the stock market is. So can you talk about the stock market, what it is and why that's actually promoted by a lot of people to put money into the stock market? So the stock, oh, this mic is a good mic. <laughs> <laughs> so the stock market is just a, a compilation of publicly uh, held or publicly open companies that allows for you to buy equity or shares of ownership with their company. So the the S&P 500 is pretty much um, an index of all of the top 500 publicly held companies in America from coast to coast. And uh, usually when people need funding, the very first thing they do, they raise money and give equity in their inside their company because they don't have to promise any money back. So the stock market is an open place for you to be able to have ownership of these companies uh, that are that are across the country. And so with the stock market, how risky is it? 
you know, is it a risk? Um, uh, because is it like gambling? You know, it, what's the difference between, I guess, uh, putting your money in the stock market and gambling? Uh, it's the same because people's mindsets are the same. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, the reason why I say it's the same because people's mindsets are the same is because everyone's trying to make quick dollars. Proverbs thirteen eleven says, "Wealth gained hastily, you lose it just as fast." But wealth gathered little by little grows over time. And people aren't investing in companies because they've done the research. They're not investing in companies because um, they want to be a part of that company long term. They're literally just investing in companies to make a quick come up or to make a quick flip. And everyone has a flipping mentality and not an investing mentality. The stock market would be a good place to invest your money after you have secured the safety of the majority of your cash flow, which is why we talk about what the banks do with their money. And they don't put money in the stock market like we do. And um, if we want to become the bank and we want to do things like the bank, we can actually mimic the bank. And actually, can you bring that up on the screen? What's that? The bank? They, Let's go. Let's they can see it. your screen. Yeah. OK, so what we're going to do, we're going to show you where the banks put their money and then it'll allow for you to kind of have some idea of why we teach what we teach, because the banks teach you, um, because what we have to understand is that the banking institution is what um, <clears throat> is what backs the stock market. Every transaction happens. So you're going to go to the FDIC.gov. FDIC.gov. They can see the screen. Dot G-O-V. He put like glove. Uh, that's how you know you're hooper. He trying to he trying to spell. All right. All right. So at the fdic.glove.gov. Now, now he's saying glove. <laughs> I want you to go where it says deposit insurance. And let me tell you, uh, go to bank find. Mm -hmm. And we're showing you publicly so you can do it yourself. And because typically what we tell people, let's let's just stop right here. Because typically what we tell people is this. Um, you know, when when brother Ben and I are typically talking. Uh, when Brother Ben and I are typically talking, we're talking from a place where we can actually back up what we're talking about through facts, research and knowledge. So there's a lot of people who uh, try to uh, combat what I say, but they don't they, they bring me opinions and no numbers. So I'm going to show you guys real quick where the banks actually put their money. But one thing I want you to understand is that if you want to be able to achieve success, you have to have the right mindset in order to do it. And if you want to do it, I'm going to show you where the banks actually put their money. We're going to talk about why they encourage us to actually put our monies in the stock market uh -oh. uh, here in a second. OK. So let's get to it. So uh, where it says institution name, you see where it says institution name. Let's right ask here. the people. Let's ask the people. Go back so we can see uh, somebody who's watching. Give us a bank that you want us to search. Anybody. We got one hundred and thirty seven people on here. Give us a bank that you want us to search. Just name any bank that, that you bank with that you want us to look up to see where they put their money. Give us a bank that you want us to search. They may be a little bit behind. So we're going to wait on y'all to just give us one bank. Throw a bank out there, family. When y'all catch up. Because, you know, I'd rather just prove it, Brother Ben. Not Somebody said Navy Federal Credit Union, Chase, Chase. Uh, let's do Chase. We have two people that said Chase. So we're going to do it with a private institution. We're going to type in Chase. And we're going to see where the bank's actually. That's it. Just put search. We're going to look up the what where they actually put their money. So you're going to click where it says 628, JP Morgan. Yep. So the, they tell us to put our money in the stock market, Brother Ben. They also tell us to put our money uh, uh, in, the, in the savings accounts. Let's see where the banks actually put their money. Okay, here we go. So as you guys can see, just highlight up there where it says March 3rd, 2020. So that what's, what's today's date, Brother Ben? 
Today's date is the fifth. Oh, month. so that was two days ago, right? Yeah. So let's click generate report. And what you guys are, what we, what Where is that at? to the right, right there, right here? down oh, right below, here, right yeah. here, y'all. Generate mm -hmm. report. Click generate report. So we're gonna park there parenthetically, like uh, Freddie Haynes says. Right, don't scroll. No, 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 you ready? You ready to show them something, brother Ben? Let's stay for a second. What we gotta understand is that the FDIC is actually uh, backed by taxpayers' dollars. So when they, when you see your bank that says that it's backed by the FDIC, it's actually backed by us, the taxpayers. So anything that is backed by the public has to be publicly known or publicly seen. So we're gonna go look at it for ourselves. Go ahead and click to it. And so what we're looking at right now, not, not, not yet, not, not yet now, not yet now, it says J.P. Morgan Chase Bank National Association. Everybody can see that. And so what we're going to do, Brother Ben, we're actually going to see where the banks actually put their money. You may want to make your screen bigger so that people can see it. I think that's the biggest. Again. OK. Not not over here. If you click, go there and then click there and then click. Yep. Let's let's make it bigger so that they can actually see it. And what we're looking at, we're looking at their assets and liabilities ledger. They're looking we're looking up their assets and liabilities ledger. So most people, most financial advisors are telling you to put 100 percent of your money in a 401k, put all of your money in the stock market, because that's what successful people do. Mm -hmm. And most of the people that are financial advisors, they make money off you putting your money in the stock market. So I can understand them trying to sway you to do exactly what they teach. But what I've learned, Brother Ben, is that information that has become readily available is typically the wrong information. Ask yourself, has has my identity about who I am? Has that been Made readily available for me or have I had to research who the black man was in order for me to come into the knowledge of who I am mm. and so information that is readily available for us is probably the wrong information so let's let's keep let's keep showing proof brother Ben let's document and so what we're looking at before you go this is the assets and liabilities ledger so I want you to highlight where it says dollar figures in thousands this right here is letting us know that any number that we see we have to add three zeros to the number any number that we see we have to add three zeros to the number. So, Brother Ben, can you go to line 28? As you guys can see, I, I do this every day, so this is why I know exactly line where Line 28? Line 28. Line 28 of this assets and liabilities ledger. Right here. Line 28. Highlight the whole thing all the way to two, 2 billion. So, stop. Just this right there to 2 billion. Okay. So, right there. What, what you doing, brother? I'm trying to just highlight. Just, just highlight one right there. So as that says, add three zeros. That says that the bank puts $2 billion in common stock. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some of them, brother Ben, see, see, see that brother? He just contradicted himself. He said, the, the, don't put your money in stocks like that. Banks don't do it. And look what the bank's done. The bank's put $2 billion in there. And brother Ben, it $2 billion seems like a lot when you don't have anything to compare it to. Mm. So, so, so if you don't have anything to compare it to, it seems like a lot. And brother Ben, I like to compare that to basketball. So many people ask me, brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred and thirty thousand dollars in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text fifty k to two one zero five zero four. 4094 and we'll give you more information with free game and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50k to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. So if you see somebody hooping at the YMCA and they beating up on people that's never played basketball before, you'll say, man, that person's good.
But if that person were to play me one on one, you're going to be like, man, that person really sucks because you're comparing it to something. You're comparing it as a marker to com of comparison. So line 28, it says that Chase Banks put two billion dollars inside common stock. Now go to line 41 for me, brother Ben. Let's look at another asset ledger. However, it looks like the banks actually put eleven billion dollars in life insurance reserves. Wait mm. a minute. Now, Brother Ben, they told us to put all of our money in in, in, in Wall Street, right? Mm -hmm. But the banks are putting uh, uh, literally eight times to they're putting seven times more money inside of insurance reserves, cash reserves, than they are actually in common stock. Brother Ben, let's go back. Let's try another bank because I'm trying to prove something. Everybody wants to get on Wall Street because they want to flip bread. And what you don't understand is that you never build a house, Brother Ben. You never build a house uh, without a strong foundation. Let's go back another one. Let's pick another bank. Okay, I seen somebody say they want to do Bank of America. Oh, click Bank of America. Let's type in Bank of America. Bank of America been hiding from me because they know I've been searching their stuff. Go on, go on, go scroll down. Let's type in Bank of America. Let's look up Bank of America's assets. Uh oh, 3510. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Look at their look at their ledger. Go to generate report. Generate report. Yes, sir. Let's go to line 28. Line 28 highlight for the people. Um, Bank of America puts $3 billion in common stock. Bank of America, put you got to add three zeros to the number. It says that in the instructions. So Bank of America puts $3 billion in common stock. Let's see how much money they put in life insurance reserves. What line is that? Line 41. Line 41. Boom. They put $22 billion in life insurance reserves and only $3 billion in stock market, brother Ben. That's, I can't do the math, but that's seven times more money in life insurance reserves than they actually put in, brother Ben, than they actually put in common stock. Well, that got me conflicted, brother Ben. The question that they should be asking me is, Jake, for one, what's this got to do with the stock market, everything? And two, I'm looking at the blue print of the industries that 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 run America. I don't want to listen to a financial advisor. I want to mimic the very industries that are funding the financial advisors, not what the financial advisors are telling me. So what 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 what, I, what, what I'm seeing here brother Ben is that clearly the banks know something about insurance that we don't know. Mm. See they taught us that and go back real quick, real quick brother Ben, go back. Uh, and notice it says life insurance. Mm -hmm. Right? It says what it say? Life. Life insurance. Mm -hmm. See, see, we learned that life insurance only protected us if we what? Die. If we died, right? Mm -hmm. and let's see. What is it? Clearly, they know something about life insurance that we don't know. So when I tell people, Brother Ben, that the easiest way to guarantee wealth is through life insurance, they question me because they think that life insurance only works if we die. If you guys want me to show you why the banks actually put money in life insurance reserves, I want you to type in the chat. Show me. I want you to type in the chat. Show me. Say show me. Show me state. We're in the show me state. If y'all want the brother to break it down, just comment the two words. Show me. Evans, we actually have a school that educates our people. Yeah, we have one. Uh, Evans Dar, what is that? So Dar it's called it's called the ABS Institute. This is where we teach people what to actually do with money for real, for real. Show me, show me, show All me. All right, show so me. here it goes. Let's get it. So uh, I want you to go to what is bank-owned life insurance, Brother Ben? Google it. Google it. So they can see it's live. 
at five. What is bank on life insurance? What now I want you to go to the Investopedia. Go to the very first one. Click Investopedia. A little, a little uh, uh, ad is gonna pop up and it's gonna go away. Just, just chill for a second. Chill. Okay, there we go. Now scroll down. Right there to the right. Right there. What now? Now make it big. Make it big so the people can see now, brother Ben. Make it. Take it to one fifty. There you go. Now, now there you go. Now let's read together, class, and God economics. It says, what is bank on, brother Ben, can you read it? They want to hear your voice. What is bank on life insurance? Bank on life insurance, B-O-L-I, is a form of life insurance purchased by banks, purchased by banks, where the bank is the beneficiary and also usually the owner of the policy. All right, stop right there. Now, I know some of you guys are morbid. Y'all like, see, I knew they, I knew they was waiting on us to die. That's why. No, no, don't jump to conclusions. Let's keep reading, brother Ben. Read. Such as insurance, <laughs> pull it, bring it up. Such as insurance is used as a tax shelter for the financial institution. Okay, okay, stop right there, brother. Brother Ben, in order for something to be a shelter, that means it can properly protect something from something, right? Mm -hmm. So women go to the shelter to be protected from something. People that don't have homes go to the shelter to be protected from harsh, uh, harsh environment. Correct. Right. So it says such an insurance is used as a tax shelter, brother Ben. What commodity needs to be protected from taxes? We do, huh? We do. Right? What 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 can what commodity that can be spent? Money. Money. Oh, man. So you telling me that banks somehow know something about life insurance that we don't know. Mm. They got us putting 100 percent of our money in Wall Street and taking 100 percent of the risk. But the banks are actually dumping seven to eight to ten times more money in life insurance for a tax shelter going on back. Going on back, brother. Ben, so hold on, hold on. Let me let me answer this. Evan says, how do we teach the uneducated that is interested in learning how to make money with no money? What do we need to do to invest to see returns while we live? Well, the first thing you should do is at the bottom, we say text ABS class to 555-888. What that's going to do, that's going to allow you guys to get access to our masterclass that we do every Tuesday and Saturday. And you'll be sent the link to sign up to our ABS Institute. Plus, we got a podcast already, God Economic Show, where we talked about how to make money with no money. So you can go check that out. It's in my past YouTube uh, and it's on my podcast. Just type in Brother Ben X podcast. Back to the show. Back to the show. So you want me to finish that yep. sentence? Which leverage its tax-free savings. Wait, wait a minute. Inside this shelter, Brother Ben, there, there's some type of tax-free savings provisions. Keep going. Tax-free savings provisions as funding mechanisms for employee benefits. Wait, brother Ben. So you telling me that the banks store all this cash inside of insurance so that it can grow money tax free and access it tax free? Mm, that's what it sounds like. Mm, I think I'm teaching today. Should I keep going down? Or no, what? no, 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 no. That we done with that one. Okay. So now the next question, because we playing blues clues, brother Ben. The next question they should ask me. I want you to ask me. How come we don't know about that? How come we don't know about that? Good question, brother Ben. You and I got to be on the same page. I want you to type in. I want you to type in Jim Crow, and Google. Ma'am, uh, I can't put the link. Just simply text ABS class to five 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 eight eight eight. ABS class. That you see scrolling at the bottom to 555-888. Jim Crow. Life insurance. Life insurance. Oh, there it popped up for Great. us. Yeah, that's it right there. We're going to look at an article written by a white lady. 
Which one? Which it's, one? It's, it's where the PDF. Let's pull up the PDF so that the people can read. And then we're going to go to paragraph. We're, we're, we're typing in front of you all because we want you to do your own research. Now, hold on. We got to stop right there because we got to qualify what page we on. Okay. It says it says Northwestern Journal. Okay. Let me go back because y'all couldn't see what I was typing. So I typed in Jim Crow life insurance, life insurance race uh -huh. on Google and click this first link that y'all see right here with the PDF. Boom. And it says Northwestern Journal of Law mm -hmm. and Social Policy. So this ain't Brother Ben X's secret page where he, you know, his burner, he got a burner account where he put information on. This is legitimate. You can find yourself by a lady by the name of Mary Heen. Let's read some of Mary Heen's articles, Brother Ben. Let's go to paragraph. Uh, let's start with let's start with uh, uh, paragraph 19. How do I know it's paragraph 19? I'm gonna say it right there on the left side. The value. No, -uh. see the left. You see the left, right there. Oh, okay, I see it. Paragraph 19. Okay, go. so paragraph 19. He's gonna scroll up. There's just one sentence. Uh, can you make it yeah, big right there? Mm -hmm. There's just one sentence I so want we, us to so pay we, attention so we to. We right here, y'all. We right here. Yeah. So just do this line from insurance to slaves. Yep. Let me read. All that. right. No, hold on one second before you read it. So this is why we don't know. They told us, Brother Ben, that life insurance only covered us if we died. Let's figure out if Mari thinks that that is a lie. Go ahead. Do, do the lie detector. For those who are asking for the number, if you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see it scrolling by right now, literally. ABS class to 555-888. Paragraph 19. Can they see it? You make sure they can see it. Thank you for that. Here we go. Paragraph 19. Insurance companies provided slaveholders coverage for damage to or death of their slaves. Oh, wait a minute now. That's and, and it says the feature down here. It says the Republican on a 44. Let's go down. So it, on this page, when you go to it, it'll show you uh, where they got the documentation from. It's, it's from uh, securing human property. I like that. Yeah. Securing uh, human property, slavery, life insurance and industrialization in the upper south. That's the book that you can read for yourself. But 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 but, but scroll up again. Going back to that insurance. I just want to show you guys uh, this article real quick. Uh, and it says insurance companies provided slaveholders coverage for the damage to and the death of a slave. Now, Brother Ben, they said what? They said that life insurance only covered us if we died. They didn't also tell us that back in the day when we were slaves, it covered us if we got damaged. What's damaged to, Brother Ben? Heart attack, stroke, cancer, renal failure, dismemberment of your body, hypertension, all those things that can cause you to not work. Mm. That's how they got paid. Now, go to paragraph 23. Paragraph 23. And because we, we got to answer the question why we don't know about it. Here we go, right here. Because I know some of you guys are going to be like, Jake, but why don't I know about it? Oh, go. no, 22. I'm sorry. 22. 22. Now, re read. The whole thing? Read. All right. Following the Civil War, race-based practices. All right, stop. Let's play Blues Clues. It says, following the Civil War, mm -hmm. which means after, right? Mm -hmm. What happened after the Civil War? By circumstance, not because, but by circumstance. Black people got what? I don't know. Black people got free after Civil War. Okay. Right? Black people got free. And it says race-based practices, which means it was targeted to a specific race. Correct? Right. Keep going. Race-based practices first emerged in a specialized form of life insurance marketed to low-income working people. All right, stop. Now, there were some white low-income working people, but who is the new majority white income, I mean, a low-income working person? A newly freed slave, correct? 
Absolutely. Okay, keep going. Read. Beginning in the 1870s, newly formed American life insurance companies, including, what is that? Prudential. Prudential. MetLife and John Hancock. MetLife and John Hancock, known later as the Big Three, sold small individual policies to a growing market of low-income wage earners. Okay, growing market. Now, what's this new growing market? Who, who's the new people that are growing that just got free? Black, Black people. people. Okay. So it says this type. Go ahead and finish. Uh, this type of life insurance called industrial or burial insurance provided protection against the financial burden of a last illness and burial for the industrious classes. They called us industrious. Now, Jake, what does that mean? The reason why you don't know how life insurance really works is because you were purposely not sold it. You are not taught it. So the very first thing they want us to do, they want us to go to the market. But I just showed you guys, we just showed you that the banks are doing opposite of what they teach us. Mm. I wonder why they do that. It's because inside of insurance, when you store your cash, insurance is supposed to protect you from risk. When you store your cash, your money grows tax free up to four, four percent guaranteed. Your money grows 4% guaranteed no matter the market. Mm. Plus 4 to 8% dividend, which is profitability of the company. So you can get guaranteed 4 to 8% on your cash reserve. So the very first place you should be storing your cash should be the exact same place that where the banks store theirs primarily now, in me, insurance. Now, before you go on, let me say, uh, let me ask, what is the dividends? Now, when you say four to what? Eight percent. Four to eight percent dividends. Give an example of what that actually means. So a dividend is when the company, these are mutual companies that we're talking about, a dividend paying mutual company. And it has to be specifically, especially spe uh, uh, created. So if you don't know somebody who's already teaching you this, odds are they do not know how to do it. They don't know how to do it. And that's what our financial firm specializes in. But what dividends are, what we got to understand that dividends were actually created by the insurance industry. There was no such thing as a stock market when the insurance industry was created. Dividends, the word dividends actually derived from the insurance industry. And what a dividend is, a dividend is when you share profits with the company. So the company has to share its profits with you annually mm -hmm. the same way some stock market companies do. But the only difference is not only are they giving you a guarantee 4%, but they're sharing profits with you at the end of the company for everybody that has a policy with a mutual held company. A mutually owned company is owned by the policyholders. So the intention is to support the policyholders. A stock held company is, is owned by share, shareholders and its primary um, objective is to make money for the shareholders, not for this, uh, this, the, the policyholders. There it is. Uh, I want to. Is there anything else you want to go into on that? Yes. Yeah, so so when we're talking about what to do, when we're talking about the stock market versus this, first of all, we got to mimic what the banks are doing. The very first thing should not be I want to get in the stock market to flip bread. The, 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 the idea should be you want to study companies. See, when people say Warren Buffett is the wealthiest investor in the world, Warren Buffett is not a trader. People that typically teach you how to get in the market, they're traders. There's, that's highly, they're like poker players in the stock market. They gamble in the stock market. 
When you want to get into stocks, you want to look at companies that you believe in, that you see the longevity in, and you invest in them for the long haul. But let's talk about stock markets, especially with companies that pay dividends. What most people don't know is called pumping. What 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 stock market companies can do that that are publicly traded companies, they literally are public. They show the stocking rises of the stock. What people don't know that common stocks, small shareholders get crushed in the stock market. Here's why. When the company is going under the very first thing that they do to save themselves, they borrow money from the bank and then they dump all that money into stocks to 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 float the, the, the value of the stocks up to make it look like the company is doing better than it should. And what happens is they're giving the top uh, shareholders, the ones that got billions of dollars in their company, they're giving them time to pump and dump their stocks so that they can dump them on us to make it seem like the value of the company is going up and then it deflates after the loan is done. That's a longer conversation. But the point I'm making is stop just dumping in the stock market just to, to make a quick flip. You need to understand what you're investing in and invest in companies long term, which means that I believe that you should not be investing in the stock market until you know how to save $100,000 of your own. Mm. Well, Jake, I don't have $100,000. Well, that means, damn it, you shouldn't be investing in no stock. <laughs> Because if you don't know how to save $100,000 of protected money, how? why do you think that you should be investing in companies right now? So we got our first question, Brother Jake. What is the difference between life insurance dividend and stock dividend? The difference between life insurance dividends and stock dividends is that life insurance companies have to have a specific amount of reserves set aside. So, yes, you get to participate in the profits of the companies when it comes to stock market versus life insurance dividends. But the only difference with the life insurance uh, dividends is that they're not borrowing money to pump and dump. It works the same exact way. You get the cash flow that can, that can uh, send you cash every single um every single year or quarterly, and you can put that money back into your stock. Same with insurance. That money literally comes back to you, and then you can literally put the money back into the stock. And so when you look at how they play out, the, the order of it is the same. The only difference is when that money gets put back into your life insurance cash reserve, you got access to that money tax-free. You can use that money tax-free. You can leverage the money tax-free. If you use the dividend monies from the stock, you literally, watch this, you get taxed for using that money as capital capital gains or earned income tax. When you uh, put the money back inside of your insurance reserve, your cash reserve inside of insurance, you have the ability to access that money tax-free as well as utilize the tax-free leveraging its benefits. Now, one thing I want to go into because you talked about what we need to have financially before we get to investing. Derek Grace uh, made a post yesterday about what we need to know before investing. And I want you to break it down because he didn't go all the way into it, but he, he put some, some things out there that I think you even just broke down in the room. So I want to share this video with you guys real quick. I'll show you guys this video real quick from brother Dare. He was talking about the, uh, the banks. Uh, let me see where it is right here. It is right here. All right. So can everybody see this on the screen? Yeah. Everybody can see this. So, Listen to this, and I want you, brother Jake, to kind of break it down for us. As y'all can see in my background, I'm taking a field trip to the good old Bank of America. This is the point I want to make. And this is why I say, like, willful ignorance is no excuse. A lot of y'all are not behind because you just went to the poor schools. Your family ain't teach you no better. Blah, blah, fucking blah. You're currently watching my video on a smartphone. So that means you can use your smartphone 
to do some smart shit. This is my personal opinion, though. If you don't know what fractional reserve banking is, you ain't got no motherfucking business putting no money into the system. If you don't know what quantitative easing is, you got no fucking business putting no money into this system. If you're not mindful that like 92% of the world's currency is now digital, then you got no business putting no motherfucking money into this system. A lot of y'all be integrating yourselves and even worse, y'all children into businesses and buildings that you don't know a fucking thing about. And then when you get fucked over or something's mishandled or you don't know what you're doing or you get caught slipping, then you play the victim. Nigga, read the fine print. Understand what you're signing. You realize, like, you will kill and interrogate your own motherfucking blood about $20. You'll get these motherfuckers your direct deposit the entirety of your life and never ask one question. Yeah. Nothing is wrong with them. Something is wrong with you. And this is why I stress getting a post-front pack. It's three different in-home banking curriculums in there because a lot of y'all been pumped. So I want you to talk about what this stuff actually means. So the first thing, I know you got a little excited about that. So break down what that is for the people. And before you break that down, for more information for our financial firm, our classes, our free master class, things of that nature, text ABS class. You see it there at the bottom. ABS class to 555-888. Go in, Brother Jake. Let's, let's hear it. So what fractional lending is, is that the banks can literally create money from nothing. And it was created from the Federal Reserve on an island called Jekyll Island. I'm not going to get into the detail, but what was created was there is a community of banks. It's not uh, it's not conspiracy. <laughs> this is literally what happened. And they found a way to um, to take control of America. They actually tried this two times under Lincoln. Uh, uh, two other times under Abraham Lincoln, um, they tried to create uh, the banking system that they have um, under another uh, uh, um, a president. But FD uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt is the one who put it in force. Matter of fact, it was the fastest uh, executive order that ever happened in American history. And it was putting the Federal Reserve in control of the money. So what happens with fractional reserve for every one dollar that you put? into uh, the bank, they can lend $10 out. The bank cannot lend its own money, but it can only lend money from new depositors. And so what happens is the bank is literally making interest in money. Yep. The bank is literally making interest in money on money that does not exist and then putting you in debt with money that never existed. So the reason that we have inflation is because the banks literally print more money out into the marketplace and it causes the cost of living to go up. But the actual cost of goods stay the same. That's another conversation for another day. But the point is, is that the banks are literally creating these fractional lending and then they're making you enslaved to a system by creating fraud money that has no backing. The Federal Reserve has no money. Uh, they have nothing reserved that's backing the money that we spend. This is not conspiracy. This is literally history that you can study for yourself that there's plenty of documentation and research on. So what Brother Derek Grace was saying, he was saying that you should not be investing if you don't know the basics of how money works in society. You should not be putting your money. It's funny because I got people, uh, Brother Ben, that we that we educate and that we deal you know, with consulting and we you know, help our clients. They literally say, I've been putting money into a 401k for 20 years. I asked how much in it. I don't know. What companies are investing? I don't know. Where's the money going? I don't know. Wow. Literally. I don't know. I don't know. So that's what that he brought up what a, a fractional a reserve bank cycle is. So what's happening is you deposit a thousand dollars. 
They keep $100 in a reserve. They take the $900, and that's the pretty version, but they really print more money out. And then they lend the money out that doesn't really exist to somebody else and then get interest on the money that never really existed. Mm. And so that's actually showing uh, you that they're taking a thousand and they're using 900 of your thousand. That's not really what fractional uh, a reserve banking is. They literally take 10 times of what you put in. So if you put in a dollar, they can lend a hundred or ten dollars. So that's that literally create money that doesn't exist. And then they back it what's called by the FDIC. So if they ever get into it, they back by the FDIC. That's IE backed by taxpayers, which is backed by the government. If it's too big of a company, then they do what's called government bailouts, which cause taxpayers to pay more money to bail out the banking institution that destroyed it by lending money too soon. That's why you keep seeing these bursts. And that's why I say that the banks are the new pharaoh. And to do deal to, to do business with them is you literally getting enslaved to the slave the slave system that you're saying that you want to be free from. But what I'm saying is when it comes to where you put your money, what Derek, brother Derek Grace was saying, he was saying, if your friend walked up to you and said, I have a crazy business idea. And even if you thought they were credible and said, I need $100 a month for the next 30 years and I'm, 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 I'm going to do right by you. You would be calling them every single day about what's going on with your money. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com. Com. Every day, every I see some of y'all do it when, when y'all buy products from companies, call them every day. But when these financial advisors or these big corporations get you to give you give them their money, you don't do any due diligence. You don't know where the company is actually uh, located. You don't know who's fund managing your fund. You don't know who owns the fund. You don't know the habits of that person. If they're a cokehead, you wouldn't give your money to a cokehead. What if your fund manager was a cokehead? Mm. And you're putting your money with fund managers talking about a mutual fund. You put your money with these fund managers that don't have to disclose to you the transactional fees. And they don't have to disclose to you the transactional fees because the banks make money per transaction. Then they charge you one to two percent for managing your money. Then they charge you 25 percent for capital gains. And then this I'm not I'm not pushing against the system. What I'm saying is you haven't done any of your research. And then I see some people talking mess about Jay Morris. I don't know, brother, from from Adam. But you question him every single day. But you don't question the same people that's been taking your money every single for, for years. The mutual fund and IRA was created and, and all that stuff it was created. 401k was created in 1970s, put into administration 81, 84. So it's a relatively new idea. So all these things that you got to understand, all of these qualified plans, those are government created. So so somebody told me on a, a social media, Brother Ben, 
that us being slaves has nothing to do about being rich today. Mm. And I said, are you kidding me? Because if you study history, you can predict the future. And in history, there's always been slaves. There's always been people who were oppressed. So what happened was Pharaoh in Egypt with the Israelites, they put themselves in slavery. Pharaoh knew. Watch what Pharaoh did. Pharaoh knew because of Joseph that a that a uh, uh, a plague was coming. He knew that there would be seven years of plentiful harvest and then seven years of a plague. So what he did was he taxed for seven years. He taxed 20 percent on the harvest for seven years for his people, not telling them to save 20 percent. He taxed them 20 percent, brother Ben. And then after taxing them 20 percent for seven years, when the plague happened, then he charged his same people to get the same harvest that they gave him for seven years. He taxed them. So what he did was he saw a problem. He created the problem. And then he taxed them and gave them a solution for the problem he created. Mm. Wow. And so what happened was then they, he, he, made, he had Joseph collecting the money. So then they, he began to get the money collected from the very people that put up the harvest for in taxes. Then he charged them and then gave them rations. And then when they ran out of the money, they came to Joseph and they said, what's next? Joseph said, trade your livestock. So then they began to trade their lost livestock for the same harvest that they could have had if the government, i.e. Pharaoh, didn't just tell them to save their own harvest. So Pharaoh took all their money. They took all their livestock, all their livestock from the problem he created. And then they didn't have no more livestock. So they said, well, just get our land and take us because we just want to eat. And so they literally sold their land, they sold their livestock, they gave their money and even gave themselves to slavery because they didn't realize that Pharaoh created the problem. So with these 401ks, let's see the trickery, the debauchery. They say that when you put your money in a 401k, when you put your money in an IRA, it's tax deferred. Right, Brother Ben? Right. I put my money, it's tax deferred. Well, no shit, Sherlock, is tax deferred because you didn't earn the money. So they say you put $10,000 in a 401k and they say you can write off $10,000. Well, no shit. Hold on. Before you continue, Frankie Black says, what's the solution? We know the problem. What's the solution? We don't know the that's problem. Not, that's bro. not true. We don't know the problem. Obviously, like he just said, ain't nobody calling the bank every day talking about where the money at. So we don't know the problem. So in order to figure out what the solution is, if we I call 911, I got to say, hey, I I'm, I'm shot in the leg. I got to say, hey, my, 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 my backbone done broke. That's good. When I call them, I got to say, oh, man, I got shot in my knee so they can know who to send out to give the proper solution or resolution to the problem. So, no, we do got to fit. And if you know, that's good. If you know all the problems, that's amazing. We still got the solutions. And I done gave you the solution. Text ABS class to 555 and Jake is giving you the solutions live right now. But we cannot assume that everybody knows the problem because that's not true. Everybody doesn't know the problem. And it's just it's just like Brother Ben said, when you go to the doctor and say, my leg hurt, they still got to perform an x-ray. You can say, doctor, my leg hurt. What's the solution? The doctor says, well, I know your leg hurt, but the problem could be in your hip. Mm, come on. The problem could be in your back. You, you may have you may have slipped a disc that caused your hip to hurt to, to, to twist. And now your leg is hurting and you think that the leg is the problem. So what the 401k did. What the government did, they created plans to get us to 
See, what you got to understand is that your your number one viable asset is your earned income. That's why everybody is trying to capture your earned income and keep it away from you for a long time. What sense does it make for you to give your money and call it deferred taxes because you didn't you didn't use the money? That's why they're deferring the taxes, because they want to use your money for 30, 40 years without you using it. They multiplied, use your money 9,010 ways. And then later on, do you think that taxes are going to be more or, or, or cost be less or more when you get older? It's going to be more. So they wait until you get ready to retire and then penalize you when you don't take it out soon enough. And then penalize you when you try to take it out sooner. And then they charge you taxes at a higher tax rate later. 401ks, the, the person who created the 401k, if you do your research, said he created a monster. So qualified plans are from the devil, made from the devil, created by Pharaoh from a problem that they created. The easiest thing for them to do is to lower interest rates on taxes. Not tax defer me. Lower my interest rate, damn it. I don't need to tax deferred. And so th that's the problem. And then we talk about what are the advantages and disadvantages from investing in a mutual fund. Well, the thing about investing to a mutual fund, yes, you're quote unquote diversified. And yes, if you don't understand it, you can put your money in a mutual fund and it's diversified and all these things. But if you understand how mutual funds works, 90 percent of mutual funds don't outperform the S&P 500. 90 percent of mutual funds do not outperform the S&P 500. 90 percent of mutual funds are mis are mismanaged. And so what a mutual fund does, they give you a piece of their company and they take your money to get ownership of another company, which is I can understand that makes sense. OK, but what's happening is you get charged two percent to manage your money. And the problem that I have is, Brother Ben, I got to put up 100 percent of my money and they don't offer me any guarantees. They say uh, this is investing. You give me your money, but we don't offer you any guarantees. Then not only do, do we not offer you any guarantees, what we do guarantee you is we're going to charge you 2% to manage your money. Then not only 2% to manage your money, then we're going to charge you 25% capital gain on the money. So we guarantee, we can't guarantee you'll make money, but we guarantee that we'll take. Mm. What type of, y'all like that system? If, if, if I did that to you, or me and Brother Ben did that to you, you will be hot as fish grease, calling us all types of names that y'all call us already for giving you game. <laughs> the system doesn't make sense. And when, I, when you talk about Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett doesn't have a mutual fund. He doesn't sell products. Warren Buffett literally is an owner with the company and he grows the money with the company. So that's and, and, and that's another topic for another day. So the point that we're making is you should not be investing any of your money until you understand what you're investing your money into a successful family. This is what a successful family does. A successful successful family only uh, only operates on facts, research and logic. That's it. No emotions involved. Facts research and logic. Warren Buffett studies companies five, 10 years before he puts his money over there, brother Ben. Mm. Yet we get somebody who's a quick talker, real quick, fast, don't show us no history and give us these made up projections on a chart with no guarantees just because they using words we don't understand. And we give our money to them and then be mad at them because they didn't do right by our money. So ultimately, ultimately, uh, for the people who came in a little late, what is the uh, uh, solution for all of these things to grow with the stock market. If the stock market falls, it still it still don't fall. Grow four to eight percent or uh, four to twelve uh, percent. Uh, 
How are we able to buy our wealth before we get there? What's the solution to this stuff? Life insurance. The easiest way to guarantee wealth to be passed down from one generation to the next is life insurance. Not your business, not stocks, life insurance. Because with life insurance, you can buy wealth. You can rent wealth until you own wealth. Mm. I see. see I, I can buy wealth up front. With a term, I can rent it. But with a permanent policy that we're talking about, you can literally buy legacy and then build legacy along the way. So, so you can literally go buy a million dollars and your family is now worth a million dollars. Facts. You can go buy five million dollars and you don't have to struggle about legacy anymore. Your legacy is locked, done, tax free. Uh, I mean, you could call it a quiz. And so th that's one thing. Life insurance, the death benefit is guaranteed. Now, when it comes to where do I put my money, the reason why my wife and I, we put 100 percent of all of our money, not in savings account. Well, 95 percent of our money, not in savings account, but 95 percent of our money goes into insurance cash reserves. Here's why. If you put your money in a traditional bank savings account, you get 0.01 percent. They use your money with no value. So we put our money inside of insurance cash reserves because it gives us a guaranteed 4 percent every year, no matter what. Guaranteed. Not only that, the insurance goes and makes money off the money that you lend them, because what you don't understand is that when you lend your money to the banking institution, you lose rights to your money and they and you you enter into an agreement, a lending agreement that says it's an unguaranteed loan that you're giving them. And so the banks give you 0.01 percent. They give you no money on the profit shared. Now, if I put my money in a cash reserve inside of an insurance policy, inside that cash reserves, I get a guaranteed 4% plus I get to participate in profits of the insurance company. And what company doesn't want to be profitable? And we only use companies that's been around 100 some plus years. So the solution is you store your cash inside of insurance reserves until you actually know where you want to invest your money. You store your cash insurance in, inside of uh, money warehouses that give you guarantees until that you know where you want to put your money. And, and you shouldn't be investing into anything that locks your money up without being fully having full understanding of how it functions and understanding the risks as well as the rewards. So you protect and mitigate the cause of a loss. Warren Buffett says rule number one, don't lose your money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. And if you understand the cause and effects and the risks of investing your money, you know that if you invest properly, you can literally protect yourself from ever losing capital. OK, let me say this, because I see a lot of people asking questions. A lot of people are asking questions about the insurance. Um, how about this? If we did a class this Saturday, what's today? Thursday. If we did a class this Saturday, how many of y'all would tune in? Press one. Now, you got to be gainfully employed now. You know, you can't be broke and think that a bank is going to fix it. You have to have money to put in the bank. So if you got a business or you're making money gainfully employed and you're trying to learn what he's teaching you, if we decided to do a class this Saturday at about 2, 2 p.m., how many y'all? Three? Free. Free. Yeah, for free. One, uh, at 2 p.m., press one if you will be able to make it. Now, that's going to be 2 p.m. Central Time. 2 p.m. Central time. If we did a class, we let he, he gonna break it down. He's gonna show you the documents. He's gonna show you the slides. How many of you all would be able to tune in this Saturday? You got would they be able to ask questions? 
they will be able to ask questions at the end. At the end. Yes. Okay, so he's going to break it down for you guys, show you all the documents, just like we did today. He, he Googled it. It wasn't just theory. He Googled it, showed you, and at the end, you can ask questions. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of this, text. If you already did this, don't worry about it. I'll shoot you the text maybe tomorrow. Text ABS class, ABS, C-L-A-S-S, all together, ABS class to 555 888 and i'll send you the link to register tomorrow and saturday brother jake or the team whoever will be able to break this down for you guys so you guys can get moving and we'll have our team our team is going to be doing um uh, the class um i'm going to get on to start it but the team is going to be doing the class and uh you will be getting a text from our texting system and a call from our team yep our team will be calling you so we have a team <laughs> that will call you to make sure that you register for the class and you will get a text. When will they get a text, Brother Ben? They're going to get a text tomorrow about 4 o'clock. Now, somebody's saying they're in Canada and they're saying it's not working. Does this even work in Canada? Does this? Um, There are actually in North America, Canada's uh, insurance policies work like America's insurance policies. So uh, sh they should go to the absinstitute.com. Go to the absinstitute.com and we'll have somebody call. I'll put it on the screen right now, www. The ABSN institute.com so if you go to this right here www.theabsinstitute.com if your text messaging is not working go here and one of our team members will give you a call yep. and we will do the show uh saturday because we already at almost an hour i got a show i got to do on youtube and i got 7 30 and then he has a date so uh if you guys are interested make sure you text that abs class to 555 and let me do and, and can i ask y'all for a favor Gave out a lot of free information on our podcast. We give out free information all the time. All we ask is share this with two people, share this link, maybe five people share it with all your friends and family who you say that you love and you want to help them own their own bank as well. Get access to tax free withdrawals as well. Get access to this information as well. Just tell them, hey, man. This Saturday is going down. Text ABS class to 555-888. It's going to be a free master class for you guys so you guys can learn this information. So with that being said, my name is Brother Ben X. This is Jake Taylor Jacobs. And this is the Guy Economic Show on Brother Ben X Podcast. You have a blacktastic day. Peace. Peace. Hey, family, listen, I know COVID has messed up some of our vision and some of us, our vision for our family and our future looks a little blurry, but we want to help bring the vision back to 2020. We want you to be able to see the success and everything that you plan for 2020 to be. We want to help bring that vision back. So we have a crazy bundle for you going into Black Friday. This bundle, we got Purpose to Profit, which is a full course that's going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product and that product into a profitable business, six-figure business from scratch. We're going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product. We're going to teach you how to market, how to scale, how to productize. We're going to teach you how to test. We're going to teach you how to package this product so that you can be able to take it into the marketplace to be able to do great things. Not only with that bundle, you're also going to get Private Banking Blueprint where we teach you how to build your own banking system. Yes, you heard me, your own banking system. And guess what? Guess what? It's only going to be for $368. Yes, you heard it. $368. You're going to get an actual physical copy of the textbook of Private Banking Blueprint. All of that course together for $368 all the way up until Black Friday. If you want to move on that bundle, go to visionbundle.com. Visionbundle.com and take action today.